Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 187, which we are recording on Wednesday, February 27th, 2019. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're on location today at the Santa Cruz Yacht Harbor where it is overcast, but very, very bright out. It's very bright. I had to switch to my sunglasses because it's so bright today. Everybody that's even the slightest bit north of us is experiencing torrential downpour and flooding, especially in the Guerneville, Sonoma, Santa Rosa area. And we are further south and have not even had an inch of rain. Yeah, it basically went around us. Yes. Completely. We were talking about that last night, how we somehow were in the eye of the storm and it all just moved right yeah. around us. Yeah. So we have lots of clouds, but no rain. And we're watching, there was a kingfisher on one of the boats right out in front of us, but I think it has flown away. It has. I looked up and he was there and then I looked away and he was gone. He was gone. Hopefully he'll come back because he was very entertaining. He was fun to watch. Yes. All right. So what are you wearing? I am wearing my Dragonflies jumper, which is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli. I knit this back in November of 2012. So my sweater wow. is six years old. <laughs> and in these six years, it has had lots of wear. In fact, as I look down at the sleeves, I realized that I guess I need to do a little depilling on this because it does have quite a few little pills gathered under the arms where the arms touch the body and on the wrists. So high friction points. Yes, exactly. So it could use a good depilling time to take out the gleaner, I mm-hmm. think. <laughs> and I knit mine in a now discontinued yarn that was part wool, part acrylic, and part elastic, which is an interesting component to yarn, somewhat like the Cascade, oh, fixation. Mm. The Cascade fixation is a very elasticy yarn, but that one has cotton, and this one has wool. And I, I haven't found another yarn that's made in this base. And it's quite interesting because the sweater is nice and stretchy and makes it very easy to put on and take off. I like that about it. And it's I, Rowan Calmer, right? No, this oh, was something else. Right. In Mine's fact, Rowan Calmer. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it's similar to Rowan Calmer. That's another one that has that elasticy feel to it. I can't remember the name of this yarn. It was an unusual name I mean, and yeah. an unusual yarn. So, but anyway, Dragonfly's Jumper by Hohi Locatelli. It has really withstood the years quite well. Yeah, it has. <laughs> it's beautiful. And what are you wearing, Gail? I am wearing my outing shawl, which is a pattern by Irene Lynn. And I knit this for our Colors of Fall Knit Along 2017. So all three colors in this three color shawl were part of the Colors of Fall palette that mm-hmm. year. And... Two of the yarns are Madeline Tosh MM Sport, which is a very rustic. I think it meant MM was Mountain Merino, I think, but it didn't say it in Ravelry, so I'm guessing there. And I used a pink and a navy in those in that base, and then I used Imperial Ranch Tracy 2 in a very light gray as the main color for the shawl. 
and it was a really fun knit triangular shawl with slip stitches for the color work. So you're not, I don't believe you were ever holding two colors at a time. Nice. Yeah, it was a very nice knit, very enjoyable, and it's just a big, huge triangle with beautiful little tassels <laughs> on the ends, and it's the perfect throw-on. I keep it by my desk for cold days when I'm just a little bit chilly and I wrap it around my neck yeah, and perfect. sometimes I tuck the tassels into my front pockets which holds it on very well. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that walking around the house today. Mike kept looking at me strangely like what is she wearing? <laughs> so this is my outing shawl by Irene Lynn. And what are you stalking or are we holding that as a secret till the end of this episode? Yeah I think we stalked enough items at Stitches that that can be our stocking segment. <laughs> so stay tuned. You'll hear all about stocking Stitches West 2019 at the end of the yeah. episode. So what have you been knitting? I have been knitting a couple of things. First, my O'Keefe that I talked about last episode has kind of been put aside for now, mostly because I was focused on getting two easy projects on the needles to take to Stitches West. So I ended up taking two projects with me to Stitches for the weekend. The first one I started the last episode, which is the Cooperish Cowl, which is a pattern by Katie Carroll. And we met Katie at Stitches and she was lovely. And it, it was so fun to see her other designs in person as well. Katie's always such a sweetheart. Yes. And the Cooperish Cowl is a chevron patterned, cowl that you can knit in a gradient set or two. In fact, one of her samples, it's knit in two gradient sets and you start colors at each end and work them opposite each other, which is kind of cool. Or you can use leftovers or you can color block, really any yarn combo at all, of course. And it is a fairly easy two row repeat that can be memorized. Even I can memorize it, is what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. I don't need to carry around a pattern to do this. And I am using a Dragonfly Fiber six-color gradient set that I got at Stitches West 2018. So it felt good to be knitting with Stitches yarn at Stitches and knowing that I was knitting something enjoyable getting something out of my stash and it was just fun to be using lovely yarn that I acquired while at the event the year previous. I may have a little bit of that to use <laughs> previous stitches events. I was looking though while we were there yeah. and I've used up quite a bit of my previous year's acquisitions of stitches yeah, yarn. I'm pretty proud I of myself. Too. I have too. I think that I'm always so excited about using the stitches yarn that and it helps keep that stitches event alive during mm -hmm. the year it to does, yeah. knit the yarn a little bit along as you go during the year so i enjoyed that the second project i took to stitches is one that i had cast on just a few days before the show and it is another donner pullover sweater Donner is a pattern by Elizabeth Doherty that I have knit twice before in linen blend yarns. And I have always said, oh, this would be a really nice sweater to have in wool. 
and looking through projects on Ravelry and talking with some folks who have made the sweater, I knew that it has been successfully made in wool. The pattern itself is slightly oversized, slightly boxy sweater with textured stripes. And so that probably lends to the fact that the pattern works well in just about any kind of yarn. In fact, I've even seen it knit in cotton in some of the projects. So the pattern has been successful in many, many types of yarn, which is pretty cool. So this one, the thing that I love about Donner, it being one of those boxy, slightly oversized sweaters, is that I don't feel sloppy in this one. It's not one of those sweaters that just feels like a sack. <laughs> this yeah, one I know what you mean. has nice shaping to it, nice drape, and the textured stripes and the braid on the back just make it feel more elegant than, stylish yes than just an oversized sweater this one is nice and i'm knitting this one in fingering weight cormo from sincere sheep that i also purchased at stitches 2018 nicely done so i had two projects on the needles with yarn from last year's stitches which was pretty cool that is cool i didn't yeah. realize i should have remembered <laughs> that but i didn't make the connection pretty cool yeah i think three years ago or maybe two years ago well the year before i bought this yarn so that would have been this was 18 so in 2017 i bought the cormo sport that i used to make my cleo yep which is also a pattern by Elizabeth Doherty. And then last year, I knew I wanted to also try the fingering. And this year, I actually tried to purchase some lace, but she didn't have two skeins in the color that I wanted. So I'll save that for another show or perhaps order it online. Most likely, I'll save it for another show because we see Brooke couple times a year yeah. usually yeah yeah so i'll do that she's fairly local to us she's in napa yeah so yeah. we get to see her more often yeah so that is donner by elizabeth doherty how about you gil what are you knitting i'm knitting two things one i'm still working on the papa sweater which is a pullover by yunko okamoto and i am now renaming it to the marshmallow sweater because <laughs> Our friend Heather, we were all in the Western Sky booth and someone had come in and shown her the pattern for Papa and said, I want to knit this. Will you help me pick out colors? And when we came back and Heather was telling us about this person and her shopping experience, she said, yeah, and the sweater was a complete marshmallow sweater. And I said, what sweater was it? And she said, well, it had these big loopy flowers. And I said, was it Papa by any chance? And she said, yes, it was. So <laughs> now it's a marshmallow sweater. <laughs> And I did bind off on the body last night and started the first sleeve. And it's one of the sweaters that the underarms are down by your belly button. So the sleeves are going to be shorter. So it's not a dropped shoulder sweater. It's a yoke sweater, but it has a very big yoke. So that drops the armholes down significantly. So I'm thinking that I'll be able to knit up the sleeves pretty quickly and the stockinette portion of the sweater went very quickly, but the colorwork portion took me much longer than colorwork normally does because of the 
type of chart it was, which I mm-hmm. talked about on the last episode. So I did end up writing out every line of that chart to make my experience of knitting more foolproof. So I didn't yes. end up having to tink back as much as I had been prior to writing down the numbers. But it's adorable. I'm using Candy Skein Yummy Worsted for the main color. It's called Watermelon. It's a beautiful pink. And I'm using Madeline Tosh Vintage in Onyx, which is black, for the big loopy flowers. And it's really, really adorable. It's not flattering by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it's going to be a fun thing to wear at home, just around town over joggers or a skirt or whatever. So it's going to get a lot of use, I predict. Nice. So that's Papa, the marshmallow sweater by Yunko Okamoto. And I started a project that I thought would be easy knitting for stitches. I cast on a sock head slouch hat by Kelly McClure. Charlene and I have both, both knit many of these in the past. And... It didn't turn out to be great social knitting because I'm using a skein of yarn from Greenwood Fibers called Yakety Yak, and it's 60% merino, 20% silk, 20% yak in a dark, dark navy. Mm-hmm. I picked the color out on purpose for my friend. I'm knitting a hat for him and didn't think that I should have thought, but I didn't think ahead that dark colors would be difficult to knit in a social setting yeah. where the lighting isn't great. So right. the bar area of the Hyatt Hotel is not very well lit. So you can knit, but you know, in the evening, your eyes are already tired. It's much harder to knit dark colors. And I didn't have a 16 inch needle in the right size <laughs> for the ribbing. And you do about 16 inches of ribbing. And I'm doing the ribbing on a size one needle. So it's really tiny. And it's an eight inch circular needle. So I have all these stitches jammed onto an eight inch circular US one size needle, which was making it difficult to push the stitches around and the yarn is dark. So it wasn't the best choice for social knitting. So yeah, if you're going to cast on a quote, simple project, unquote, for social knitting, I don't recommend dark yarn and I don't recommend teeny tiny needles. And then I lost one of my really nice fixed circulars while knitting the hat. I think it dropped out of my knitting bag onto the floor and didn't turn up and lost and found. I think it was during the podcast knitters meet up on Saturday. So if anyone happened to have seen that in the bar, let me know. It was my Indian Lake Artisans wooden US two circular needle. It was a size 16 cirque. And that's what I was going to knit the body on. So I ordered myself a new one. So handsome fibers to the rescue. (laughs) And hopefully that'll get here soon because I'm almost done with the ribbing. I probably have another inch to go. So that's the sock head slouch hat by Kelly McClure. Have you finished anything since the last episode? I have not finished any knitting since the last episode, but I have cataloged about half of my stitches purchases. (laughs) I did them all the next morning. You did? I did. That's very efficient. I did not do everything. I did about half because taking pictures, and then it was really dark that day too, so my photos kept turning out too dark, but... Oh, well. I did all of mine actually in the morning because they had predicted rain early on that day. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm just going to do them all right now yeah. because the lighting's good. It's yeah. not raining. And yeah. it worked out well. Yeah. I also realized that I need to clean out my stash page on Ravelry a little bit. I have, mm. I found several things 
still listed a stash that I have used. So I need to clean that out a little bit. Yeah, I try to maintain that, but I definitely get behind. Yeah, I do too. I mean, if I'm really good, then I've linked the yarn from my project page. But what happens is a lot of times when I use half a skein for something or when I do hats or small projects, then things don't get linked up. And that's what happens because I'll have half a skein or most of a skein left and then it'll show up in stash and I'll use it to make a hat and then I don't mark that on Ravelry. So I will need to go ahead and do that. I get it. But that is it for finishing for me. How about you? What have you finished? I did finally finish the two hats that my nephew requested for his boss and his boss's wife. So that was a big (laughs) load off. I sent those off I think two days before we left for stitches and I chose the Graham hat by Jennifer Adams. That's which, a nice one. It was really nice. It mm-hmm. was a great easy knit, fun pattern and knit up really quickly in worsted weight yarn. I used Cascade 220 Superwash. So that's a light worsted in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it turned out really nice. I think it will keep a head very warm. And then I chose the ponytail hat by Nikki Knits and that's K-N-I-K-K-I knits so it does not spelled how you would expect it to be (laughs) and that was a recommendation by tracy of the two knitlet chicks and it was a fun knit also these are both free patterns on ravelry by the way and this one has a really nice cable running up one side of the hat so it's very simple and then you have the pretty little cable and then you do an early kind of bind off to get the hole for the ponytail. And you could do that with any hat pattern. I mean, now that I've seen it done, I could easily replicate that for any pattern that I want. So that one I knit using Cascade 220 non-superwash, which is a bit Mm -hmm. chunkier than the superwash version. And it gave a really nice, beautiful texture to the cables and a really nice fabric. It's much I want to say heavier duty mm-hmm. for cold than the superwash one was. So really enjoyed both of the patterns and I'm glad those hats are out of my life. Great. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to thank our sponsor for March fix a stitch ever face the tedious task of having to drop down and correct a mistake in your knitting. The fix a stitch is here to help. It's a double ended tool that uses a patented method to change stitches from knit to purl or purl to knit quick and easy. Check our website for great tutorials and other ways to use it. The tool comes in a package of three for light, medium, or bulky weights, and a lace weight tool is sold separately. Fix-A-Stitch is available at local yarn shops around the country. More information is available at www.fixastitch.com. These are super cool little tools. It's hard to envision how they work unless you've tried it yourself or seen the tutorial, but if you do a lot of things in garter, it is very helpful to have in your accessories because you can really easily fix your garter stitch mistakes if you need Mm -hmm. to drop down versus turning your knitting back and forth and back and forth to try to get the stitches oriented correctly as you work them back up the chain. So if you haven't seen the video tutorial, go check it out on fixastitch.com. And what are you stalking? Or are we holding that as a secret till the end of this episode? Yeah, I think we stocked enough items at Stitches that that can be our stocking segment. 
So here we are, the beginning of our second morning. So we had a full day yesterday, and it was really fun. It was fun. We arrived yesterday morning, was Thursday, and we were setting up the booth with Kim of Western Sky Knits. And it was a fun, full day. It was a very full day. Yesterday was a lot of work. Kim has brought a lot of yarn this year and it's gorgeous and amazing and we managed to fit it all into the booth <laughs> which was shocking and she had a new booth location and setup so we had a ch- it wasn't I wouldn't say challenging but hard work just setting everything up usually when we arrive on Thursday the grid walls up and we're putting yarn out well yesterday we were setting up we didn't have to set up grid while we were setting up shelves and moving things around trying to figure out what the best position of everything was and it turned out it's a beautiful beautiful booth it's really 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 pretty it's amazing there's a transformation that happens when you have the walls up and the bare bones and you're trying to visualize and then once you fill everything with soft yarn it's just (laughs) amazing it looks Good. (laughs) Very good. And it went from giant Ikea bags filled with yarn, at least 20. Oh, yeah. At least. Giant Ikea bags stacked everywhere and cardboard boxes holding the shelves everywhere to this immaculately beautiful booth. There's an amazing transformation that happens in those last few minutes when everything that's not going to be present during the show gets hauled away back to the truck and, and back then to all the garbage, of a sudden yeah. the booth transforms into its magical show presence yep you know it's like getting dressed up all of a sudden and <laughs> someone asked me in an elevator yesterday if we were helping western sky knits and i said yes it's part of stitches stitches wouldn't be the same if we weren't here on the thursday helping kim and right. heather set up it's just part <laughs> of the ritual part of the whole beautiful part of stitches because you're with your friends so it's pretty amazing and just a a brief aside about how fantastic it is to have fiber fan fiber friends gail and i met kim and heather and we've talked about this before on the show floor many many years ago and we've become fast friends yeah it's so wonderful yes a (laughs) stitches love story All right, so we did spot some patterns that we wanted to talk about. And I have two, so I will go first. The first one we spotted on a human being. I think it was another elevator sighting. We were in the elevator and there was a woman in front of us wearing a beautiful cropped cabled sweater, somewhat similar to the style of Cleo. And it was Andawa, which is a pattern by Michelle Wang. And I'm very glad I saw it on a human being because the pattern pictures in Ravelry do absolutely nothing for me. The pattern picture, she's wearing a collared blouse that has cutouts at the shoulder and the sweater has a really, really wide neck so that you can see skin. There's this little (laughs) sliver of skin because the neckline of the sweater is almost flash dance style off the shoulder. And the one we saw yesterday did not have that wide of a neck because I don't like sweaters that have that wide of a neck. 
So again, very glad I saw it on a human being, but this is a worsted weight cropped sweater with a lot of positive ease. I think she said 19 inches in the pattern, which I would not do that much, but it is beautiful. So much texture, so many cables with Brooklyn tweed shelter, which is a textury yarn. And it was just stunning on her. It was very flattering. It was one of the many stylings we saw of a crop sweater over a white blouse. So Charlene and I were saying we need to get a white blouse (laughs) to try out this look because it looks so good on everybody we saw. It looks so good. We saw a couple people wearing really cute cropped sweaters over white blouses. White button-up collared regular like man style but cut for a woman blouses neither of us have that particular Mm -hmm. item of clothing in our wardrobes but why not look really cute (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna try that look so my first one was andawa by michelle wang and then i saw a sweater that i really liked on wednesday and i saw it yesterday as well but wednesday i had an extra day of fun, I was helping in the Dragonfly Fibers booth set up there, and I had another transformative experience where we started in the morning with the bare bones, the concrete floor, and no walls, and by the end of the day, there was walls and yarn and samples being put up. It's an amazing thing. (laughs) It's really cool. And so one of the samples that I saw in the Dragonfly Fibers booth is a coat slash jacket sweater called Evening in Edinburgh by Casapinka. And that sweater is made in their Traveler DK yarn. So it's a DK white yarn and it's a longer sweater. So it does take quite a bit of yarn. I believe that, let's see, as the pattern is written, it takes between... 1750 and 2600 yards of yarn depending on the size you make so it's it's a sizable project but it's gorgeous this one is reminiscent of the a-line swing coats that were very popular several years ago it also has i believe the little tie Mm -hmm. around the neck might be optional i can't remember if that is but it's got a little tie around the neck the a-line shape and the way the sample is made on the pattern page on ravelry it has three big buttons at the top and there are some that people have made that have buttons all the way down you can do the sleeves of course since it's top down you can do the sleeves any length you want and you can make the coat as well any length that you want but it's a sizable investment of both yarn and time, and it's really cute. I liked it on hanging in the booth, and I haven't tried it on yet, and I'm going to go back at some point this weekend when I can find a quiet moment and try it on just to make sure I really like mm-hmm. it. Because it is, once again, a sizable investment of both yarn and time, knitting time. So again, that is Evening in Edinburgh by Casapinka. And it was so stylish. It really was. It was very stylish. I would feel stylish wearing that. I would feel dressed up, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the second sweater that I really liked was also in the Dragonfly Fibers booth as a sample. It's called Front Row Center, and it's by Mary Annarella. She is Lyrical Knits, and 
I've knit some of Mary's patterns before. They're mm-hmm. really, really well written. And this one is a short-sleeved tunic that has a wide lace panel right down the front center of the, sh- the tunic, thus front row center, as the name it, once you know what the sweater looks like, the name yeah. is very obvious. <laughs> it also has two little pockets in the front. It's really, really cute. It doesn't look like it has shaping. And it was knit in Dragonfly Fibers Dance Rustic Silk, which is a sport weight, 100% silk. And it's, I want to guess it's Tussa Silk because it's not... It's not shiny. The shiny type of silk that I normally think about with yarn. It's matte. It's the rougher silk that you often see. Silk clothing in terms of woven silk, woven clothing, like silk pants or silk blouses are often made out of this kind of silk. Mm -hmm. The type of silk pants and blouses that you wash and then toss in the dryer, for example, to get that wrinkled lived in look <laughs> yeah it, i thought it was linen when i looked at it oh yes it does have that look mm-hmm. but it's, it's not really it's 100 nice. silk yeah. and it the description says lightweight a-line tunic perfect for wearing with leggings to ease you into cooler weather and it's really really cute it's, it's a very you garment Gail. it absolutely is the, <laughs> exactly the kind of thing i would wear and i plan to try that on and perhaps style it in her booth. We're working in Dragonfly Fibers in Kate's booth on Saturday. There were several sweaters that I planned to wear. I will rotate every hour into a new sample from her (laughs) booth. So you will hear about other sweaters that are samples from Dragonfly Fibers. So again, that one is Front Row Center by Mary Annarella. And until tomorrow. That was day one. Day one. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, recap from full day two of Stitches. So yesterday we had our more leisurely shopping day where we didn't, quote, work. We don't think of anything here as work, but we didn't actually (laughs) work in any booths. We We worked a little bit. Yeah, a little bit in Western Spanets to let Kim and Heather have lunch breaks. But mostly it was just leisurely walking around, shopping, visiting with friends. We got to see a lot of people. A lot of you came up and introduced yourselves, which... Thank you very much. It always means a lot when you do that. A, lo- a few of you were embarrassed and said it you know, it was out of your comfort zone, and we really appreciate that. Jolene and I spent a lot of time yesterday <laughs> talking about how meaningful every little bit of contact is. It really is, because sometimes, well, a lot of times, we podcast somewhat in a vacuum. We're sitting here at for this particular recording we're sitting in our hotel room but often we're just sitting at home or in a car somewhere and it's just the two of us and we have a conversation and it feels like we're just talking about our knitting (laughs) (laughs) so we forget that other people are sharing in it as well (laughs) one person who came up yesterday and spoke with us mentioned that she doesn't participate in revelry And she just said, you know, there are people like me out there who don't interact with you in any other way and know that we love you too. So if you aren't on Ravelry, if you are on Ravelry, whatever the case, thank you so much for listening. So what did you see at Stitches yesterday that struck your fancy? Two things I saw. The first one 
is a sample that I saw in someone's booth, and I can't even remember which yarn company's booth it was, but the sample is called the Edisto Top, and it's by Kate Oates. And as I look at Ravelry, I see that it's a brand new pattern published February, so published right now, basically. That's why we'd never seen it before. That's why we'd never seen it Magpie before. Magpie Fibers oh, is where okay. we saw that. Okay. And it's, I believe it's all over lace. At least the front was lace. I can't remember if the back, I think the back had some, yes, the back does have some lace too. So a lot of lace going on here, front and back, and then it's a drop shoulder top design. So the lace goes down to the edge of the sleeve as if it were a short sleeve for a drop shoulder design. And then the rest of the sleeve, if you continue on, is just in stockinette stitch. And there, I can't remember if theirs was a short those must have been the long sleeve sample. That I think we're it was, yes. The pattern right there. But there is also a short sleeve version where the drop shoulder is where you end. You don't continue on in stockinette stitch. So it's almost a little t-shirt and it has a very deep V. So it's worn with something underneath it because of all the lace on the front. But it's very cute, very sweet. And the neckline has a pico edge. Oh, that's right. That's what grabbed me mm-hmm. because I love pico finishes on items. And the pico bind off that was on the neckline was really nice. Very nice little finish. And it's fingering white. I don't know if I'll ever knit something like that, but it would be a really nice option for a lighter sweater or a summer top. So one that caught me, and I have to admit that I came into Stitches planning to buy yarn for this, and you've heard of this before. It's the Clio Pullover by Elizabeth Doherty. She is redesigning how she does the shoulders in that pattern. And I was contacted by Robbie, our moderator, said, hey, I'm test knitting Elizabeth's new version of Clio. What do you think of this yarn choice? And I said, your yarn choice is great. I want to test knit that too. So (laughs) I reached out to Elizabeth and swatched with some yarn I had at home. Didn't like how the swatch turned out. So here we are at Stitches. Elizabeth's sample of the new version is probably just where she's joined in the round under the sleeves. Mm -hmm. And it's on a mannequin out there in her booth and it's just beautiful she did hers in sincere sheep cormo sport in indigo and it is beautiful yarn it's a naturally dyed yarn the cormo is so squishy and springy and beautiful and it gives the texture of the cables and textured stitch in that sweater so much life and unfortunately my first Clio was also blue. So I decided that I didn't want to knit my second Clio in blue also. That just didn't make sense. So I really want that version of it, though. And that indigo yarn is just stunning. So It's really stunning. But don't forget, you could use a different color because that yarn really is nice. That is the yarn I used for my Clio. Mm-hmm. I used a pale gray color, and it was lovely to knit with. Absolutely lovely. So that was my 
one of my highlights of yesterday was the new version of Clio, mm-hmm. not released yet, but keep your ears open. Elizabeth said I could talk about it because obviously it's the partials yes. on display. <laughs> so keep your ears open for Clio version two, which should be easier to knit at the shoulders. Although we did speak with someone yesterday who said Cleo's on her list, but she was intimidated by it. That's and right. even though there are a lot of cables and textured stitches in the sweater, it was remarkably easy and intuitive to knit because was. I was intimidated by it at first too, but it's really easy to knit. Yeah. So I agree. There we go. Cleo by Elizabeth Doherty. <laughs> and we share this next one. And that the next thing that both Gail and I are stocking is something that we saw being worn by Kim of the Destined to Knit podcast. She came up to the Western Sky Knits booth where we were working, and I said, Kim, what is that gorgeous sweater? It was a tunic-length pattern with lace lace stripes, and she hers was short-sleeved. And she said, it's Little Bird by Vera Falimaki. And guess what? I've knit this pattern before, but our sweaters could not have looked more different. Although once she said it was Little Bird, I realized, yes, I see the lace stripes and I I see it. <laughs> so it's really interesting because if we put our two sweaters next to each other, if we wore them next to each other, they would they do look so different. In the original pattern page and the pattern photos on Ravelry. It is a tunic length sweater with six lace stripes. Although as Gail pointed out, it's not a super, it's not super long tunic. It's more of a shorter tunic, I guess. And she has three quarter length sleeves. And when I did mine, I shortened it to have only four lace stripes. So it was more of a boxy shape and boxy silhouette instead of a tunic. And Kim had knit hers full length and it was a tunic on her and with short sleeves. And it just looked so light and lacy. And now I want to knit one just like that. So do I. (laughs) As soon as I get home, I want to start swatching and casting on because it was so cute she was wearing it with leggings and Mm -hmm. totally the way I would wear and she also didn't knit it with as much positive ease I think as yours so it was it wasn't as boxy looking on her and the short sleeves were perfect for a really warm convention center it was great it was really beautiful purple yeah And she knit it, she said, with one skein of Madeline Tosh Prairie. That's right. Which is a single ply lace weight. And Charlene and I are both super stocking all lace weight this year. We really are because I just finished my Like a Cloud sweater by Hohi Locatelli. And I'm actually wearing it this morning as we record. And that is made in Dragonfly lace. Squishy lace, I believe, is the base. And I am loving this lace white sweater. Absolutely loving it. And I may have purchased yarn to knit one, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, Little Bird by Vera Valimaki, high up on the list. So, that's the summary of day two. Stay tuned for day three. Yes. Good morning. It's Sunday morning. Day three, the final day of stitches, we'll be heading home later on this afternoon. 
And some things we saw on Saturday include a sweater that I tried on. Someone made the leaving sweater by Ann Hansen. And I tried this on. The sweater has the option of being a cardigan, button front cardigan, or a pullover. That's why I recognize it. I looked at it and thought, I thought that was a cardigan. Well, the f- and it's confusing because the very first page on the pattern page on Ravelry is a cardigan. Okay, that so makes so much more this, sense to me yes. now. Okay. So this sweater was on display at Dragonfly Fibers, and several people came by, thought they had seen it, and then were looking for it on Ravelry and couldn't find it because the main pattern page mm-hmm. is a cardigan, and the version that I tried on was a pullover. And I would probably make this as a pullover, main reason being that all the sample cardigan photos show it buttoned up anyway. Oh. So if you if it's some cardigans, the buttons only seem there for styling and for style and for looks because there are some cardigans that really don't wear well open. Yeah. And in fact, you may recall I have one specific cardigan that I remember I made that really cannot be worn open. And I ended up sewing it closed. I've done and, that. Yeah. yeah. And there was another one that I remember I purposefully modified the pattern to knit it in the round because it was a cardigan that you would never wear open. That's like Elton. I wore my Elton yesterday. Hohe Locatelli pattern. And I would never wear that unbuttoned. Never. I could have knitted in the round with a faux rib. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's one of the examples of what I mean. Sometimes the cardigan look and the buttons are really only there for looks. Yeah. (laughs) So this one, as a pullover, I think is quite nice. It's got a lace panel down the front. And it's somewhat A-line. The pattern is knit bottom up. As I look at the Ravelry pattern page, I can see that. And it's got a scoop neck. The sleeves are fitted sleeves. Bracelet length is what they call it. And very, very nice. It's really lovely. Yeah. The sleeves are... They're set in sleeves. That's what I mean to say. And it's more of a fitted, close-fitting. It doesn't necessarily have to be a close-fitting sweater because the one that I tried on was slightly oversized yeah. and it looked cute, yeah. slightly oversized. But it is more of a... It's a less boxy sweater than a lot of the patterns that I have been knitting. Recently. And not nearly as much positive ease. Yes. 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 So it was quite nice. Nice for a change. And the lace panel down the front was very delicate and sweet. And And fingering weight, right? Fingering weight, yes. So that was what I was stocking. And I was stocking something also compliments of the Dragonfly Fibers booth. (laughs) That's where we worked yesterday morning. Worked in quotes or inverted commas because it's not really working. It's getting to play in the yarn booth. (laughs) And they had three samples of the new Graphica sweater by Casapinka, 
which is a fairly new release, I think within the last month. And it is a top-down colorwork sweater. It is all over colorwork. There are bands of different motifs all the way down the body of the sweater and the body or and the sleeves. And it's knit in DK weight. And I was wearing the sample that is the main picture on the pattern page on Ravelry. It's pink. The main color is pink with white color work. I was wearing that very sample <laughs> yesterday in the Dragonfly Fibers booth. And I don't think I would knit it in DK weight because it would be too warm. Because when you do color work, you end up with a double thickness sweater. And that was too warm for me, especially working in a booth in a convention center yesterday. I don't think I managed to wear it more than an hour and a half before I had to change into a lighter weight sweater. <laughs> I you just couldn't do it. You did pretty good with it. <laughs> it was way too warm. And you just don't want to sweat in someone's sample sweater. That would be very <laughs> uncool. So changed into another one. However, they also had a version that was just a little bit off-white with a background color, so the secondary color, in black pearl, which is one of Dragonfly Fiber's dark colors, but it's very tonal. It goes from a light gray to almost a black, depending yes. on the skein. Yes. In fact, it's the colorway that I used when I knit my Winterfell sweater. So if you look at my Winterfell sweater, you'll get an idea of the range of tones in this one skein. And one I, colorway. Yeah, I think that the sample of Graphica used an even more tonal set of skeins than your Winterfell mm -hmm. because there were some really light grays. Yeah. And the effect of the color work is just beautiful. It so was really cool. It's beautiful. Really cool. So I intend to acquire a skein of Black Pearl today to use in color work yeah. for that same effect. And then they had yet a third sample of Graphica that was teal as the main color. And I don't remember what the color work color was right now it was a lighter maybe it was gray i don't remember but there were three versions yeah, of graphica in the booth and it's a stunning sweater some of the motifs are so cute they have hearts they have flowers they have geometric shapes and it's a, an adorable sweater so i'm just loving all things casapinka lately i am too yep and we were also restocking All Points South yesterday, another yeah. Casapinka pattern. So that will be on our horizon soon. It will. <laughs> so, and then we also had our meetup yesterday. We had our meetup yesterday, which was very lovely. Yes, very. Just lovely. Wonderful, wonderful. It's one of the highlights of Stitches because we get to meet. Actually, it's, I think, mostly people who we already know. There are some people, most people introduced themselves to us on the show floor, but some people did come to the meetup. So it's one of those afternoons that's almost like old friends getting together who don't see each other very of often. Old friends, and then a lot of people who were just coming over, stopping by, introducing themselves, but didn't necessarily sit and mm -hmm. in. We, we took a lot of photos. Yes, we did. Yesterday afternoon, which was fun. And I just want to say we have the loveliest listeners. We really do. You guys are so awesome. Whether we've met you in person or not, interacted with you on Ravelry or not, you guys are awesome. It was really uplifting for me just to see all the smiles. And, and get the hugs. And Yeah. yeah I feel all warm really and nice. fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. It was really nice. So that's day three, and we're starting day four, and it's and been wonderful. we'll be going home this afternoon with 
some fun new yarns to try out that yeah. you'll hear about in the next few months to a year or maybe longer. <laughs> Who knows how long it'll take us to knit it, but I have immediate plans for two of the sweater quantities yeah. I bought, so you'll be hearing about them pretty darn soon. Yeah, I, I do I'm too. excited. So. I want to go home and hand wine some yarn. I know. Me too. <laughs> me too. So thank you for Thanks listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. We did our three little summary days at Stitches, and we wanted to do a final summary of the whole event and our overall impressions. One thing that we both noticed was that Friday, well, the event started Thursday night. The marketplace was open for a few hours. Classes had been going on all day Thursday. So I guess the event really started Thursday, maybe even Wednesday. I don't know if there were classes Wednesday. But classes for sure happened all day Thursday. And then that night, the preview marketplace was open. And then the marketplace was open to the public Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And what Gail and I both noticed was that predominantly Friday was the day of sweater knitters, more specifically sweater wearers, which is a sweater knitter, therefore. And we saw so many, let's see, the sweaters we saw in abundance were, yes, the Zweig sweater by Caitlin Hunter, the Weekender sweater by Andrea Mowry, what else did we see? There were some throwbacks by Andrea some throwbacks, Mowry. Throwbacks, yes. I saw some other Caitlin Hunter designs. Yes. There were several Sunset Highways that were very pretty. So many Tecumsehs. There were a lot of those. Lots and lots of color work. Yeah, color, color work, work was the theme. Definitely this year, I think. the theme. And Friday was very fun just to see all the sweaters. So many sweater wearers on Friday. And then Saturday, was much more about accessories. And oddly enough, we saw several sweater coats on Saturday as well, which isn't, it wasn't, I don't know. There was just lots of sweater coats. I've never noticed any before, especially because the conference center gets really warm. Really warm. Finally, on Friday, they turned the air conditioning on because we were roasting. Everybody was commenting about how hot the center was. Yeah. So difficult to wear sweaters and show off your knitwear when you're (laughs) roasting. So, Yes, exactly. But yeah, Saturday was lots of accessories, lots of... Well, several sweater coats, lots of, I saw socks, I saw shawls. Lots of cowls and things like that. Yes, yes. No hats. I didn't really see very many people wearing hats. No, none at all. And then Sunday, people were, it was kind of a mixed bag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was very, very crowded during, sometimes out on the marketplace floor. We were trying to decide if we think there were more people or not. But there were definitely periods of time where you had to wait your turn to walk down an aisle. Yes. That level of crowding. Yes, there was. It was it was overall a very crowded, very fun event. <laughs> yeah, crowded crowded in the way where people are so happy. You're not bummed you have to wait to walk down an aisle because you're standing there staring at something beautiful while you wait your turn. So everybody has that 
kind of yarm fumey look on their face when they're staring around in rapture like oh look at that oh look at that oh look at that so everybody i would say crowds or slower periods was extremely happy looking around it's like grown-up knitters disney yeah there are few events that i would choose to put myself into or attend i should say there are a few events that i would choose to attend that are big huge crowded mm-hmm. events and this one generally is okay the level of friendliness of people yes. is very high the level of knitter chattiness with each other is very high and if you find yourself waiting for something generally people chat or knit or comment on each other's knitwear yeah there's never it isn't one of those awkward events where people are afraid to talk because we all have knitting or crochet in common we all obviously have yarn in common so someone's commenting on what you're wearing or what you've purchased or it's just such a chummy that word seems silly but it (laughs) is it's just such a chummy place everybody's smiling and happy and everybody's touching you and each other because it's like the one place in the world where you can see a pretty sweater and go, oh, and reach out and touch it. And the person's not going to think, what are you doing? So it's pretty cool. And having attended and worked tech conferences, I know that when you often when you get in an elevator with tech people, everybody is just focused on their phone. And an awkward silence if they don't have their phone. And they're just looking at their phone. But I I think I can generally say that every time Gail and I got into an elevator, we were greeted, people smiled, Mm -hmm. people commented about each other's knitwear. It was really lovely. (laughs) It was just lovely. Wonderful event. If you ever have a chance to go to a fiber festival of any kind, large or small, definitely you've got to do it at least once just to feel the happiness that happens when you're all enjoying your your favorite things so highly recommend it and no not everybody has that option because not everyone lives close enough to an event so right we're lucky we're very close and we can attend every year and i'm grateful for that i am grateful for that too because i probably would not be able to travel yeah to an event and we realize that not everybody can attend an event like that. So we do hope that you're able to get a little, a little feel, a little flavor from our chat about the event. And I, I hope that was enjoyable. Yeah, we hope so. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.